The reading this morning is from Psalm 62, 5 to 12. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence. For my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. My fortress, I shall not be shaken. On God rests my salvation and my glory. My mighty rock, my refuge is God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Those of low estate are but a breath. Those of high estate are a delusion. In the balances they go up. They are together lighter than a breath. Put no trust in extortion. Set no vain hopes on robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart on them. Once God has spoken, twice have I heard this that power belongs to God, and that to you, O Lord, belongs steadfast love. For you will render to all according to their work. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This reading is found in Mark chapter 1, verse 14 to 20. Now after John was arrested... Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in their boat, mending the nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Uh, good morning. I would like to uh, greet you all as relatives, which is the uh, respectful way our elders say that we should. And I'm very happy for this uh, gospel today, the one appointed for this Sunday. Uh, now, I want to say it begins with a very sad uh, personal event and political event. Uh, personal, uh, because John's uh, Jesus' uh, cousin uh, is uh, arrested by Herod, which is both a, a very personal and political event, um, and uh, and then it goes right into uh, from from there. Jesus uh, goes to the. Uh, calling of uh, Peter, Andrew, James, and John. Now, the way we hear it in the hymns is that he goes to uh, simple fisher folk. Uh, And it's usually, uh, at least in the way that it's been described in modern times, a very, uh, you know, uh, uh, pastoral scene. Uh, And uh, I think we miss a lot of the uh, uh, 
meaning of, of, of it uh, because it's very much connected to what has happened in the, the, rest, uh, the arrest of, of, of John. The, uh, 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 Jesus is inserting himself in a, in a very odd way in one of the most uh, important political uh, 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 points in his time. Uh, indirectly and not directly, the circumstances in which uh, Peter and Andrew, James and John are, are in would be similar to um, what you might find uh, indigenous people uh, uh, subsistence uh, uh, hunting or fishing uh, near the, uh, uh, the, the route of a pipeline today in Canada. They're living in a, a very, very uh, difficult position. They're very, hardly able to survive, uh, primarily because of the, uh, the rules and the rules of the occupation that they're under uh, because of the Roman government uh, and the kinds of difficulties that they're, they're living in. Uh, a, a system that is operating because of uh, the complicity of uh, and participation of Herod. Now, when Jesus uh, meets them and and he goes uh, directly from the arrest of Herod to these uh, to these uh, simple fisher folk, uh, he's he's making a, a very interesting uh, uh, a move. <laughs> Uh, he doesn't go to Herod and he doesn't go to Pilate. He, he goes to these people who are uh, uh, directly under the most, uh, uh, the, the most pressure, the most oppression of this kind of, uh, 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 the, these principalities and powers. Uh, he, they, they, are, they are struggling in a way that is... Uh, that that is similar to uh, uh, many many uh, uh, oppressed peoples today around the world. Uh, he 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 makes a very very bold move. He makes a very very important statement. And what he's saying here is not uh, necessarily a, a, a political statement, although it certainly has political implications. What he is saying here is something about uh, the uh, principalities and powers that are spoken of in Scripture. And what he's saying here is something about the power of the message that he preaches and the power of his own presence in our life. And this has an importance for us that I think is monumental and I think uh, something that means very much to us today, and uh, something that I'm very happy to share with you today. So, um, 
those of us who are uh, a, uh, uh, live in, in our time, uh, uh, we are faced with, with a number of things which uh, we might call uh, systemic evils. Um, we, we, uh, we, we hear of things called systemic racism, systemic uh, 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 things called colonialism and other things. Uh, many Christians are, are apt to think of them as uh, th- things that have been cooked up recently, uh, uh, things that might be uh, uh, described as uh, um, um, politically correct uh, and, and dreamed up today. But uh, if you are a careful reader of Scripture, you will find them uh, very much a part of the uh, of what Paul speaks of as principalities and powers, something that is very much a part of uh, what what we read about in the New Testament. Um, it, it is it is something, however, that is not treated necessarily in the way in which people are apt to treat them today. Uh, the the reason I, I, I say that is that um, the uh, scripture understands these things as being very much hidden in the way in which uh, human beings interact. We're speaking um, uh, people today when they speak of things like systemic uh, evils. Uh, uh, mostly, they're thinking of things which are um, uh, uh, the, where their mind goes to are things that are are gross um, and obvious. Um, um, uh, in fact, uh, they're not. They're they're well hidden. Um, they're 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 subtle, and and um, and usually escape escape notice. So, for instance, uh, colonialism, uh, a, an idea that is, um, uh, has infected Canada over a long period of time, is well hidden under um, uh, ideas that disguise themselves as things that are done for a group of people's benefit. Uh, so, for instance, um, under the disguise of an assumption that certain people are primitive, uh, the, uh, the things are done presumably for the benefit of people uh, in, the, in the idea that we are doing things for the benefit. This is exactly what was the case for Peter and Andrew, James and John. They were under regimes that were disguised as being for their benefit. Um, uh, the, the same disguise that continues to, to operate in Canada today. Um, you see, these Systemic regimes have a ruggedness, a a a, um, a, a kind of pervasive 
uh, subtlety and uh, 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 a way of worming their way through through structures and ideas that uh, uh, their persistence and pervasiveness uh, 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 is so 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 subtle, so uh, persistent. Uh, that they last well beyond uh, their their uh, uh, their well beyond their uh, presence in polite polite society. So um, they they continue uh, even even beyond their their presence in in uh, 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 polite uh, polite conversation. So. Um, we we have we have these uh, we have these ideas um, operating and um, um, living uh, uh, beyond <laughs> not only beyond their shelf life uh, be, be beyond their their presence in even in people's thought. Um, you see. Uh, uh, it, it is this. It is this that that uh, Paul is saying that we fight in Ephesians chapter six as one of the the central acts of Christian discipleship. Um, the the principalities and powers that are. Are 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 um, a, a part of creating the xenophobia, the 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 the, the distinctions and divisions that make us hate one another. We don't know why. That make us uh, oppress one another. We don't know why. Um, that lead to the kind of um, um, bizarre uh, uh, behavior towards one another. We don't really know why that led to the kind of uh, uh, battles that we saw in the United States uh, on uh, January sixth. Um, you see, the way Jesus asserts himself in this. Kind of 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 uh, in this in this kind of 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 of, of, of spiritual battle, which is the way he sees it, the way he understands it, is 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 unique and amazing, and. Uh, the way that the church, especially in the first four centuries, uh, deals with it is through an attempt to um, free uh, peoples, and and it, it doesn't it, it doesn't look at it as primarily a problem of, uh, of individual conversion alone. It it looks at it as a, a problem of of capturing the mind of 
people. So we, we read, especially in Ephesians, uh, the uh, lifting up of this idea of reconciliation between Jew and Gentile as, as, a, as a central aspect of the experience of the gospel, uh, this um, idea of the reconciliation of peoples who's, who, who have been separated by xenophobia, uh, this, this as being central to the experience of the gospel. We see this also in Galatians as well. This aspect, this tearing down of the walls, as Paul describes it in Ephesians, as central to the work of Christ. Um, and and if, if you can see it, if you can see it in, in, in this story that we read today, uh, it, 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 is, it, is, it is such a powerful aspect of the Christian message and not just something that we have cooked up uh, in response uh, to, to a political issue today, but central, central to the gospel. Now, again, um, what, what we see, and, th- and this is what I, I believe Paul is speaking of in, in, in the principalities and powers, uh, the, this is the idea that, uh, well, uh, a, a teaching that describes how all sorts of systems, political, cultural, uh, become uh, infiltrated with with ideas uh, that they be like they become uh, infiltrated with a kind of a spiritual personality, um, so that. Um, uh, uh, the the, uh, um, the theologian William Stringfellow uh, talks about uh, 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 what we we today would say institutions, ideologies, images. I would I would uh, add to that identity. Uh, these things are what uh, modern ways of speaking about what Paul is speaking about uh, principalities and powers these things become infiltrated with a kind of personality that is filled with uh, a way of thinking that becomes per, uh, 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 permeated with uh, ideas that uh, are overcome with, with, um, with, with this kind of enmity. Now, again, um, Jesus... Uh, goes directly to the people who are enmeshed in the oppression of this of, of these kind of systems, the ones who are the victims of of these things, the ones who are barely able to survive in the um, <laughs> they 're barely able to make a living. In the 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 uh, economics of 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 these of of these systems. Now, um, he liberates them. He liberates them uh, by 
a philosophy, a way of life that allows them to transcend the the pain, the the uh, the hatred, the indifference, the uh, and calls them to a new heaven and a new earth, a way of thinking, a resurrection, a here and now, a, an experience of the world to come. In, in this world in, and now. And so uh, I want to shift now to that. I, I said that what Jesus inserts is not really a political program, but he inserts a, 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 a knowledge, a, a direct assault on these principalities and powers. And then secondly, uh, uh, he inserts himself and the power of his presence. And then also uh, uh, the power of the gospel. So, what, and, and this, is, uh, this, this, is, this is very important to um, the indigenous peoples, and I, I want to say something about that here and now. Um, when, uh, and this is part of the oppression of indigenous, uh, indigenous Christians. When they, were, when they were proselytized, and I say, I make a distinction between proselytized and evangelized. Because when they were proselytized, they were said, they were told, become like us and then we'll tell you the good news. There's a very important distinction. uh, Because they were said, they were told, um, you must become like us so that we can tell you the good news. Now, this is a very important thing because they were thought to be so primitive, so gone, so demonic that they were incapable of understanding the gospel. Um, they, um, uh, this, this was part, I, I might want to go so far as claim this was a pretty demonic mindset upon the, on the upon the mindset of the missionaries, but that's another thing altogether. But anyway, um, so they, uh, so um, before the gospel, the missionaries often uh, had a program of civilization. So um, they wanted to wipe out culture and introduce culture as a preparatory for the gospel. And this, uh, this had deadly consequences, deadening consequences. Um, and of course, um, it's, it's contrary to scripture. It's, it's, uh, it's, it was an awful thing, a horrible thing. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's, um, you know, it's a genocide. It's it's awful. So um, uh, how, how uh, and uh, 
as Paul said in Galatians, who has beguiled you uh, to think this way? Um, so uh, now we should say, like Paul said in Philippians, uh, the gospel has a greater power than the people who preach it. Uh, that's the wonderful thing. Uh, even when we make big mistakes, the gospel has a greater power than we do. Um, so uh, the gospel did its power and and uh, had its power and uh, overcame the these mistakes. But uh, and that's another story. Invite me back. I'll I will tell you something about that. But so. Uh, the uh, so so this this indigenous Christians were told if you wish to if you wish to advance you must uh, your you must do things like us the authority is to become like us. Uh, you know, to sing like us, act like us, talk like us, think like us. Um, that's what has authority. And, and today what's happened is um, we, have, we are asserting as boldly as we possibly can that the authority is the presence of Christ in our midst. <laughs> the living, resurrected presence of Christ in our midst. And we get it from passages like this. The presence of Christ, like the presence of Christ with, with Peter and Andrew, James and John, the discipleship of, of the, the uh, Matthew 18.20 is a key verse for us. Wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Uh, we, what we are trying to say is that that presence is the authority, not our ability to mimic Western Christianity. And that that is the power. And that is really what Christ is trying to say here. And so what we are trying to say is that that, that um, God has inserted, uh, Jesus has inserted himself in this um, very hot political situation in Canada, not in a political way, but in a way that confronts the principalities and powers that are at war in Canada uh, over these very uh, hot issues uh, uh, that are uh, are uh, at war uh, over 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 these very, very difficult things i i i had pleaded with god that what i would say today would make some sense <laughs> uh, i pleaded with god because i think these are critical issues for christians to understand and to know and to believe. And I think that um, uh, I, I think that what we have is a vital message for this 
this this land today. And I and I think that uh, Christian people are here, uh, Christian especially indigenous Christians, are hearing these passages with a vital and urgent freshness that is um, uh, making these passages come alive in a powerful way. Because we are living in this, this, in this, in this, in this uh, life uh, that makes it real in a way that you uh, cannot imagine. And I think that... Um, uh, I, I, I hope that, that, that this has made some sense to you all uh, and, and that, again, you will see that what we read today in this passage is about today. <laughs> it's about what we're living in today. It's about this world that we are in now. It's not about simple fisher folk. It is about people who are on the edge, on the edge of, of great pain, on the edge of great suffering, because the principalities and powers that are uh, controlling uh, uh, life and, uh, and death, the, the, uh, the prejudices that have, uh, have filled uh, life and and keep us at, uh, at war with one another. Uh, these things um, have, have torn us apart and keep us apart. Uh, uh, there, there, is, there is a life that is coming in to, to, to uh, confront them. Uh, that life is Jesus Christ. That life wants to uh, take hold of our hearts um, not only in an ind individual way, but in a collective way. And that life can be experienced uh, in a communal way, in an in a, in a, uh, individual way. Uh, that life is, is, is uh, 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 knocking on the door of our hearts. Um, and that life is now... Uh, capturing the minds and hearts of ind indigenous Christians in a very new and fresh way. As we read passages like this one here uh, uh, that explicates uh, our experience uh, in, a, in a new and vital way. So th very grateful to you all for inviting me to come here and share this. Uh, it's been a, a wonderful time. Uh, and a wonderful uh, uh, opportunity to be with you. May God bless you. You've just listened to a podcast from Little Trinity Church in Toronto. Please check out our website at www.littletrinity.org to find out more about our ministries and services.